Oh, traveling in the Summit League. So, uh, Gary, gone today. He is uh, gone today and tomorrow because uh, UNO men's basketball, they have the Oral Roberts-Denver swing. So that is uh, Tulsa today and then into Denver on Saturday. Be traveling tomorrow. But as we were, during our, during our commercial break, John was bringing up uh, your travels to North Dakota. Yeah. And so I was talking to Terry Leahy, the uh, color voice for Omaha Hockey, uh, before Friday night's game. And he was telling me about their travels, and he was telling me about how the fuel was, like, gelling up. Yep. First of all, I, I hesitate to ask what the temperature has to be for fuel to gel Chilly. up. And then I didn't realize you guys also yeah, had the yeah. same issue, and it wasn't like you guys were on the same bus. No, no. So this was happening to multiple buses up in North sure. Dakota. There was a time that I thought, oh, hey, for the first time forever that I can remember, we had it worse than North Dakota, but you're here to tell me, no, it was pretty bad in North no, Dakota. No, when we drove from Grand Forks to Fargo, our bus wouldn't go more than 50 miles an hour because the fuel was gelling while we were driving. <laughs> this is why they use tauntauns on hot. Yeah. This is like the day after tomorrow type stuff. And uh, so or then North when we got, to, we got to Fargo and they parked the bus inside to, to warm it up and everything, well, the fuel gelled overnight again. And we had to use one of North Dakota State's buses to get from the hotel to the arena while they fixed the bus while we were at the game. And then we drove home in a ground blizzard from Fargo, which was terrifying. Yeah. I mean, what, what, did, what did you say? This is something that they yeah, they it, tend to make movies about? Yeah. This, this could have been a, a, a tragedy that gets a movie made in 10 years. I'm glad it was not. wild. I'm glad it wasn't. But man. this summer, a broadcaster who's forced to eat the players he covers. Gosh. That is. That's a different movie. <laughs> Why? You guys have to resort to cannibalism because. We can't find food. Well, they're going to be down four players tonight as they got eaten on the way here, but they are here. We have players, and we'll have the pregame right after this. <laughs> that's awful. That is just awful. And like, that sounds so miserable. I, I just hate riding on a bus regardless. And they'd have to deal with that. And they had to flip this coin. <laughs> We're going to flip this coin here. <laughs> I never won anything in my life. <laughs> okay. Oh. I. <laughs> I don't know if that's the exact conversation that took place when Richie Valens tragically uh, passed away in the plane crash, the, the very infamous plane crash out of Clearwater, Iowa. But in the movie, as you just heard Jimmy give the uh, Buddy Holly, I'm going to flip this coin. That's pretty good. See, if you were Gary, you would have turned somehow turned this into an Iowa thing. Yeah. Oh, and I was growing up in Iowa. <laughs> so I've actually been to... This doesn't happen if it's in Nebraska. I, I've been to... Um, well, the Mason City area, but Clear Lake. Uh, we went to the surf ball room where they had the last show. Oh, yeah. That's where he's... The winter Party 59. Yeah, the, yeah, and they still have like the pictures up from wow. the... I think it's still below like the marquee of like the Big Bopper, Buddy Holly, and, and Richie Valens. Like, it was really cool to see that. Um, I thought you... It was that, not that, really that, cool what happened. Yeah, I was no, say, no, they no, would no, disagree. No, it was, no, it was cool to see like the surf ballroom where they had their, you know, their last... I mean, that was... Yeah, that was neat. And to know that, I mean, this Buddy thing is, from Lubbock says, uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that there are a lot of members of that family, too, that uh, didn't think that that was a, a good thing. I'm just saying, as far as seeing a historical venue like that, where to know that that was the last place that Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, Big Bopper played. Everybody's probably seen the movie by now, too. That was That was something to see. And the fact that 
the surf ballroom, like what you see in the movie, looks like, you know, really small. During that time, probably a normal venue, but uh, it hasn't grown at all. Yet they still get huge acts because that's kind of like the pilgrimage yep. for a lot of entertainers is to perform at the surf ballroom because that's where, uh, you know, Richie, ba- Richie Valens, Buddy Holly. And- it's probably well, awkward. I mean, their last, had their last that era of music, all of those huge artists just played like local town ballrooms. That's what they did. Yeah. There were no stadium tours. No. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody had a giant 15,000 seat arena. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Like, played at a high school auditorium. The the lake out there is huge. A little different than the Big. Motley Cruise show I went to this summer. <laughs> oh yeah, that was was that that uh, the Chuck? Yeah. And then Pink. I didn't go to Pink. Pink doing her show uh, in like 150 degree weather. Yeah, it's too warm. Gas wasn't gelling up that day. That's for sure. It's different kind of gas, Nick. Different kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's true. Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to experience that. Uh, it was. That's rough. It was a. Just a minor inconvenience for me, really. I didn't have anything to do with. Is that the worst? Well, you had to sit. You had to sit there. I mean, you're not white knuckling on the steering wheel, but you're you're white yeah. knuckling in your seat. Oh, he's not fooled. <laughs> oh, sure. Now you come around. A lot of people found religion on that bus. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I got to imagine you've probably. Because how many years have, have you been with? This is year five. You've you've probably had some interesting travels. Especially considering the Summit League and going up north this time of the year. Yeah, that that's probably the worst one, yeah. honestly. Um, my one of my first road trips was to Grand Forks and Fargo with the team uh, when Donnie Barnes last year doing the the radio. Yep. he asked me to fill in for one of the road trips, um, and that was that was a pretty was bad one. one too. Yeah. It always seems Donnie like knew what he was doing. Weirdly, going to North Dakota in January is a bad idea. But no, playing a Thanksgiving tournament in Fort Lauderdale, and it's... yeah, uh, the only the only time I could say like from a travel standpoint, I was ever somewhat scared for my life was flying back from Penn State. Uh, we had a had a layover in Pittsburgh, I believe. It was either Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. So the flight from State College to it was nothing, but we left so early, and there was this pretty bad. Like there was like a fog advisory and it was pretty bad. I remember as we were touching down, I thought we were still in the air and I had the window seat and I'm just kind of looking out. I'm like, yeah, we're probably landed about 10 minutes. Hit the ground. And all of a sudden there was a ground that freaked me out. And I'm wondering, and then as we're like taxiing, I'm like, you couldn't see anything. I'm like, how the hell do these pilots do that? Like that freaked me out. Had I known like it was that bad, I would have been a lot more nervous. But yeah, just for a, a brief moment, like I thought we just crashed because all of a sudden there was runway. And the fact that I was seeing it for the first time in my, you know, my pea brain, I'm thinking that, that's the first time the pilot saw it too. <laughs> well, I, I forget that they know I'll, what they're doing. I'll tell you, we, we got a We had the chance to charter back from Fargo one year and it was bad weather because it was, because it was Fargo, the Midwest in January, <laughs> uh, so we got on the charter plane and, you know, we're, we fly, we land in Omaha, didn't really think much of it. And when you come in on a charter, like you just, it, there's no jetway, you just go down the ramp and then yep. you're, you're on the runway. Right. So we go down, we, we come down the steps and the attendant there's like, be careful, it's very slippery. I'm like, what? So we get off and it's like the runway is a sheet of ice. Yeah. And I was like, wait, 
We landed yeah, how an airplane that? on this? How, what are the snow tires what? like on these planes? How did we not slide right yeah. into the terminal? Do you guys have chains on these tires? So I was like worried after the fact. It was uh, yeah. it was one of those where you don't know the situation you're in until it's over. Yeah. Yeah. That was a wild one. But I think the worst travel experience that I had, we drove to Eastern Illinois in a bus. I don't know if you know where Eastern Illinois Macomb, is. Macomb, Illinois. No, Eastern. Well, that's Western. Oh, Eastern. No, Eastern West. Illinois is in Charleston, Illinois. Oh, of okay. course. Yes. Which is beautiful this time of year. Nine and a half hours yeah. in a bus. That's not fun. That doesn't sound fun. Sounds stinky. Yeah. Do you guys ever? Do you guys ever get the sleeper bus? Yeah, and those are they're awful. terrible. Yeah, those are the worst. Because most of the times you're not actually sleeping. You mean it's not the Madden Cruiser? I know like I've seen like some of those buses uh, there was one time we went backstage at 311 and we saw like their tour bus I'm like my god this is awesome and then like yeah like the Madden bus yeah that'd be amazing like no like sleeper bus like oh cool it's got a bed in it I can sleep in it yeah not that glamorous yeah. especially when you have to sit well, and it has like those most uncomfortable seat backs because they're like uh, yes. they're almost like inverted the bus isn't just it's not, for you. It's not comfortable to sit in, and it's not comfortable when you have it extended to lay down in. Yeah, it's it's basically like because you've got concrete like four inches of space from your face yes. to the bed that's above you. Mm-hmm. You got to really it's tuck a, yourself in. The definition of a coffin rack. I was on the top. Um, this was back when I was traveling with Crate Women's Basketball. I just remember I hated those things, and so every time we do a trip from then on, like, are we going to be in a sleeper bus? Nope, thank God. Yeah, not fun. Okay. Well, I'm glad you made it safe. Tales from the road. There I know. I'm glad you made it safe, man. That that, that does not. When when I start hearing about fuel gelling up, I I just shudder to think what the temperature has to be. Oh, for on that the way home, happen. it was like it was ground blizzard conditions. Like visibility, you couldn't see ten feet in front of the bus in places. It was yeah. it was absolutely wild. Yeah. When Terry was telling me about that with hockey, I was like. Good Lord. Everybody's phone was going off. Travel not advised. Yeah. Like, Why well, are we in here? Yeah. It's like too late. We're punching through whether you like it or not. Good for that bus driver, though. Yeah, we got we got to Sioux City, and there was there were a, like everyone's phone started beep beep yeah. beep. Like, get off the roads. Don't travel. Seriously? Roads impassable. No turning. Dangerous back. cold. <laughs> R.I.P. Wait, did you get that alert? <laughs> then if you would have got the snow squall. Yeah. It, we didn't have a snow squall warning. That's, okay, that came later. I got the snow squall warning while I was driving. To Baxter Arena. Oh, okay. Nice. To so, do you, the game. Yeah, so you experienced snow squall. I did. I drove through the snow squall. That's good. Uh, in the 7 o'clock hour, Jimmy's got an update. We're also going to get wow. into the one area of... Hold the, on. I got to say this because I just saw this. And, oh. and this is just too much negativity, all this jelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, all this, your point at the weather. What's going on, Jimmy? 50s and sunny next week. Get your car wash ready. Guys. It's coming. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves on this whole forecast thing but a week from july's saturday, looking warm <laughs> july's looking warm. i heard a week from saturday we could get a clap of thunder Just that's saying. from the sky too that's uh, yeah there's no metaphor there get a little thunder that, how about that go from a, a snow squall to some thunder all within like a week and a half and get a thunderstorm hey no we don't need it what we do here we don't want the, the, the snow band to intensify i did officially uh, put the snowblower back in the garage. It, it returned. It's fixed. Um, so hopefully, mm. I'm not even going to say Okay, that. Josh Peterson. 
I'm not even going to say it. I'm just hoping that that is... Uh, I, I paid a little money to get that thing fixed, so we all don't have to use it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's my hope. We can hope for a lot I'm of I'm here things. to tell you mid-50s and sunny later next week. I like it. I like it. Let's, let's continue down that path. All right, uh, Jimmy's got an update coming up also uh, as we get into the Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan discussion. The first part I want to get into, boys, is the NFL side of this. We know the success that he had with the San Francisco 49ers, but then how it ended there. What has Jim Harbaugh learned since... What has the NFL game looked like since? And will Jim Harbaugh be able to pick up from where he left off? All of that still to come here in hour number two. It's Mornings with Sharp and Alien at 1620 The Zone.